0: mind source, great spirit, We're grateful to be called here today. By your grace, by your love, we anchor this space sacred. Speak through us, to us, help us with the healing of our hearts and our minds, and direct us as you would have us in this talk. And so it is.
1: Welcome to Talking Spirit. Uh, Episode
0: 16.
1: Uh, My name is Jutta, and I'm back with my beautiful friend, Elizabeth.
0: Greetings, everyone.
1: We've been talking about exploring the topic of money. I had sort of mentioned a little bit about um, money and charging money (laughs) on the spiritual path in our last talk on power. Um, And it feels like that sparked something in the mind. And... uh, the spirit is ready to talk about, yeah, that symbol of money on the spiritual path. And I guess, yeah, we'll just see, we'll just see in which direction it will take us. There's, it's again, a very vast topic, but yeah, there's a lot that we could explore around, yeah, how how can we use money um, on our spiritual path? How does the spirit want us to use that symbol can we charge for spiritual teachings? Is that appropriate? Or, you know, how, how are we meant to use the funds that we already have in our bank accounts to support our spiritual calling? So yeah, it could go in a lot of different directions. And I'm excited to see where we'll take it.
0: As is always the case for me, tons of stories come flooding in when we open the intro (laughs) so it's always a little rocky in my mind to decide you know which one because they're all compelling as you said it's a very vast topic and the biggest one that's showing up right this minute is I had at one point in my career days when I was living in Manhattan I had already been in the deep dismantling for a while a couple of years and just got to this point of spirit. I just want to be with you. Mm -hmm. And I put up a prayer sitting in my tiny little hell's kitchen apartment. I love the symbol of that. And just said, please help me to be able to have my life so that I can, at the time I was doing service in a yoga meditation community. I was going every day before work and, and I felt called to maybe be a part of that but I had financial debt. I had a job. I had fears about the world and how would I support myself if I left my career, all that stuff. And within two weeks, my father showed up and handed me a very large check Mm -hmm. out of the blue. It had come to him. He had done free work for somebody that was a client, but he did all this free work. And one day that gentleman handed him a huge check. And my father was very gracious and very generous. And he passed it on to me within two weeks I'm sitting there in a diner. He never came to the city (laughs) and he hands me a check. And it was like, holy cow. And here's what I love about this story. Aside from all these other things is it was a hearing aid company. A hearing aid company is what delivered this check into my life. Right. I had this deep prayer to hear the spirit more deeply and the spirit heard me and said, here you go. And isn't this funny on top of it all? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I got to leave my work within two weeks and mm-hmm. live in the spiritual community for a year and a half or something. I don't know. So mm-hmm. the spirit wants us home yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And we seem to need help orchestrating our lives to get out of the constructs that we've invested our money, our mind, our energy, our whatever into And so that's like a glaring example of the spirit doing for me what I didn't think I could do anytime soon, right? But the power of my intention and my prayer and my heart, this desire deep in my heart to be with spirit landed a quick response. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of spiritual support and how do you pay for it and how do you do it with complicated lives and debts and blah, 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 it really comes back to handing it to the divine, which we talked about in our last talk. And Yuta had mentioned in the last talk, the guidance to become available in a way that made her so-called career, if there were such a concept that she would ever talk about, but Mm -hmm. to make it her way of serving the spirit and to have the servants of spirit come back to her with payment. And that's something that I as well sat in from that time when I left my career until now, which is, I don't know, 25, 30 years. I don't know how long it's been since I left that work, but it's been that dance of how would you like to support me spirit in this world? If I'm not going to be doing a job, we talked about burning resumes. (laughs) So you and I have been guided to be in more of a role of spiritual mentor, spiritual guide, intuitive guide, messenger, right? However you want to talk about it. And that requires us to be supported. So that's what comes into mind to start this off on my end. That's like one of the big ones. And I also have had through my whole life, many of the same reflections as you've faced with your own healing of people saying it's spiritual. You shouldn't have to pay for it. It should be free. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I love that you started out with, um, with the story that you started out with, because actually, you know that I have a similar story that's been floating around in my mind too, since we started um, kind of settling on this money topic because um when i when I um, really felt the calling to spiritual community, um, you know that that was attached with having to pay like a uh room and board, essentially. And at that time, I had the most money that I've that I'd ever had up until that point, which was around five thousand dollars. and it, I was I felt like I was rich <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but also, it was the first time in my life that I had debt because I had gone to uh, massage therapy school the year before, and I was still paying off the debt on that. So, you know, when I when I heard the calling to spiritual community and, you know, I was, I had applied and they really wanted me to come there. Um, I, I had felt that it would be nice to not have to worry about paying my debt, you know, my monthly payment on the debt, the the loan, basically, I took out a small loan. And so I called my mom and I just, you know, she's used to me doing kind of crazy things. Uh, Historically, you know, uh, I've just kind of jumped up and went wherever I wanted to and felt to be, so she's kind of used to me uh, doing some wild things, Um, but I called her and I just shared with her my inspiration to join this community and that I had about $8,000 still on this loan to pay and how much the monthly payment was. And I asked her if she would be willing to take on the monthly payments for me while I was in community, which was gonna be at the, at first three months. And um, well, she just said um, she's, she would love to support me and she ended up paying the whole thing in one chunk. She sent me $8,000 and I was debt free. <laughs> So it's it's the same thing that it was for you in a way where, you know, the spirit really, really wants wants to support us in answering our calling in the way that we currently feel is helpful to us, like Mm -hmm. joining a community. It was same for both of us, just different Mm -hmm. styles. And. Yeah, I that was like, I think, my first money miracle and it really started opening up something in my mind around money too. And like, you know, it was a similar sort of thing when I left, when, I, when it came to, you know, me leaving community, I actually didn't have a lot of money at that time, but it felt like I was meant to go on this adventure and travel and meet people and, you know, whatever it might look in the end. And um, someone in the community had suggested, why don't you make a GoFundMe campaign? And I did. And I did it from a very humble place, feeling like, you know, who know who even knows me that would want to support me in this that care that would care enough, you know, to support me on my next steps on this like little adventure I was to be going on. So I set the goal to one thousand dollars on this GoFundMe campaign. And within i think within 2 hours i had over $2000 in there mm-hmm. so it was a which was a huge shock like i couldn't i couldn't believe it <laughs> cuz i always felt like i was very um very much in the background in the community but apparently i wasn't <laughs> and people really i think there's there's something in the mind that like everyone gets really excited when somebody is taking big steps on their path and you know that's yeah that that's kind of like um what i felt in that moment like it's just really really joyful to see people going in their steps so you get all this support and ultimately it's all coming from the spirit kind of like giving you a huge high five saying yeah this is the right thing (laughs) if you had any doubts you don't have any more now you know (laughs) um but yeah, I like the other thing that you touched on with, you know, something that we've been praying about for a long time, which which is this other topic of um, charging for spiritual services, and yeah, I I guess the other thing I could share just along with that is that though that money that I had before I went to spiritual community, the five thousand dollars, which made me feel rich when I when I was accepted to go to the community I could not wait to give them my money because I I just felt like I really needed to have the support that they were offering and I couldn't wait to give what I had back to them and like I just wanted to I just wanted to give it all (laughs) not I mean I didn't say like I wanted to just give you the five five grand, but like I was really, really happy to to pay the monthly room and board fee. And, you know, even when my funds were getting low, I was still happy to pay the full amount and. Actually, I was then told that, no, no, we can just lower it. We can just make a couple hundred dollars for now. So you can, ha- you know, you can have uh, your money a little bit longer. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But like, I ha- I, I just saw and felt so much value in what was being offered that I didn't feel like I saw anywhere else. So I, I, I really could not wait to spend my money on that. It was like the most valuable thing that I could think of to put my money towards so, yeah, just this this whole idea of spiritual things costing money. I never really had a problem with that myself because it it's like an exchange of value i'm I'm getting like any money that I could spend on it is isn't even gonna come close to the gifts that I will get in return, you know so yeah, those are just the f- first few kind of areas that i wanted to touch on
0: <laughs> yeah that's great and you know the the idea of it's a universal wake it wake up call right this is a universal all of us are in it together maybe seemingly in different ways or different paths but the idea of it's individualized mm-hmm. the spirit is going to work with us where we think we are and so for you you got us seemingly smaller amount of money than i got (laughs) at that time my programming with the family i grew up in the conditions i seemed to have available to me because of resources right spirit had to land me a bigger check Mm -hmm. to convince me i got your back (laughs) and even with a bigger check because i hadn't been unwound from a lot of my financial concerns you know even with it i was often stressed about the finances so you know we get the journey that's best for us and as you said you know I found myself before that that seeming big marker in my journey I found myself paying for acupuncture to help me mentally and emotionally I was paying money to go on retreats to go find some peace of mind and some quiet and some you know tools and techniques I was paying money for a very short time doing therapy out of pocket not covered by my insurance. I signed up for group therapy where all my seeming family members showed up as reflections in these other clients <laughs> of the therapist, right? Hmm. I spent so much money going down paths trying to find answers. And in those early times, you know, in the early days of my my journey, I did find myself at times going, why do I have to pay so much for this, right? And it was that kind of consideration, as you said, of what do you value? The spirit will use the symbol of money like everything else to say, hey, what's really important to you? And at times when I was forking out $150 for a 30-minute acupuncture appointment, and I was wanting to spend that money instead on clothing for my career or takeout food or taxis because I didn't want to walk or take the subway, right, it felt like a pinch in my mind that I had to regularly reconcile with spirit. So, you know, like every topic that we look at, it's so multidimensional depending on how we are wired and the conditioning we got. And so I found myself regularly going, well, why why do I have to, why so much? Well, why so much? Because I wanted that specific person who I was guided to go see, right? My acupuncturist, he looked like he was putting needles in me. He was a big burning light for spirit. Mm. He brought so much healing to my doorstep. The minute I thought of going to see him, Mm. I was in the channel with him, right? I didn't have to be in his physical presence to receive the grace that he had become available to channel for people. And I'm getting tingles through me so strongly right now. The spirit needs vehicles to work through, seemingly, Mm -hmm. because we believe we need symbols in the world to do these things. The spirit doesn't need it. We need it. And so an Abdi Asadi, my acupuncturist, was a big channel, a massive, still is, massive channel of light has helped thousands and thousands thousands of people, right? So it was worth it to me. I knew when I, when I thought of him, I got uplifted. I saw myself more clearly. I dropped my emotional baggage for a minute, right? So he was one of those symbols of, what's it worth to you, Elizabeth? Would you rather have a new handbag because you're playing the game in corporate America? Or would you rather have... A moment of grace in the channel with somebody who has done his own personal work for 30, 40, 50 years and a million lifetimes, and be with him and commune with him, or, you know, any other number of things you could do with that $150. Your choice is yours, Elizabeth. (laughs) Mm. But it wasn't like it didn't pinch. Yeah. Right. Because there's so much fear. How am I going to be cared for? If you don't know the spirit's caring for you, of course you're going to think that the power in the world to take care of you is your bank account, mm-hmm. or your job, or your husband, or your wife, or whoever you think is the perceived channel of resources in your life. So this idea of paying for spiritual support, healing work, etc., I have spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Because I had a lot of healing to do. And I still spend the money on it. I still spend those resources. So that's from whatever you had to say, what comes back. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it seems like it's just the way the world works, isn't it? There, it's it's not necessarily the idea of reciprocity. But it's like an energy exchange, isn't it? You, it's It's almost like... There needs to be some kind of energetic exchange in in this arena and the way it seems to work most often is through money. And, you know, like I know that you and I both we, we have been in places where we've done other sorts of exchanges where we're getting a service from somebody that's really supportive to us and we're giving them a different service in return. And there's actually no money exchange, but it does seem like something needs to be exchanged. Right. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, I love what you're talking about, too. You know, like it's we have no problem exchanging money for goods, for food, comfort, transportation. Absolutely no, no. I mean, of course, like, wouldn't it be great if everything was free? But, you know, it's normal that we pay to receive something. It doesn't really matter what it is. So I always thought it was funny when I started seeing in sort of the, you know, general spiritual community that there is sort of a judgment around when teachers or whatever they want to call themselves, gurus, um, enlightened beings, whatever. If if they are charging for their retreats and their you know their teachings and whatever it is, I always just thought it was really interesting that there's so much pushback that can come when somebody offers spiritual teachings for money but I really don't see what the big deal is and what what the big difference is between that and you know buying buying a lunch <laughs> you're getting a service and it's like you said it really is about the value like where are you putting your value what what is so valuable here that um that there is kind of a pushback around this money topic when when it is in relation to spiritual teachings. Mm-hmm. Why yeah is that such a big deal? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well and again I think it goes back to the it depends on the kind of psyche makeup, mental, emotional, mm-hmm. whatever of the individual. And you know, before we got on the call, I was really um having bounce in the idea of you don't need to believe in anything I ever say. Please don't see for yourself what's real and true for you. But you know, it seems like I'm shown people's journey, past lives, you might say, parallel lives, future lives, however you like to think about it. And often there are bazillions of judgments, oaths, vows etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that people are dragging around. The idea of samsara and samskaras in certain philosophies, these grooves in the mind, the grooves in the energy field that keep these stories looping over and over again, keep us reincarnating, believing we're bodies, believing we're whatever, often those things are in there. I took a vow of poverty for 20,000 lifetimes. And so Mm. in this lifetime, I'm wondering why I'm poor and attached to being poor and feel really like I am a bad person. If I feel that I, you know, I'm supposed to accept money from somebody, but it feels yucky, like I'm doing something bad, right? We have so many ways that our minds are relating to the seeming world symbols, right? And maybe my father gave me $2 you know, to go to the supermarket to buy school supplies and I really wanted candy and I buy the candy and the next thing you know, there's like a thought form of being a bad girl because I spent my money the so-called wrong way, right? These things are so kind of primal, low level. They often come from other people's beliefs and opinions about what you should be doing with your resources, right? So it's this like sticky, soupy, messy pot Mm -hmm. (laughs) on any number of issues and money is like one of the stickiest, soupiest, messiest ones there is. Yeah. Because it's so used as a symbol. We did the talk last time about power. It is one of the driving vehicles for people to try to exert power in the world. And so, you know, again, if you haven't examined your own mind, if you haven't sat with spirit and said, spirit, I'm terrified about my retirement, even though I'm 25 years old. Spirit, I'm terrified that I'm going to be homeless on the street and that you know i'm not going to be cared for spirit i'm terrified that if i tell people what you told me spirit to pay that they need to pay to have a session with me that i'll either not have clients or i'll be judged all day long spirit told me years ago a dollar amount Mm -hmm. it's a couple hundred dollars now that made me ball right (laughs) made me ball to say what do you mean And yet I've forked over $500, $600, $700 to practitioners to help Mm -hmm. me. And I got to tell you, they didn't offer me half of what spirit offers people through me. That's not a, that's not a judgment of me as being great. That's just saying I've seen what spirit does through me. And I've, again, forked over that kind of money to people and found myself kind of like, hmm. That wasn't really worth it. So you have to have discernment, right? You have to know who to go to. You have to know what you're looking for. You have to know what are the general blocks I'm dealing with in my mind around money, right? Mm -hmm. What's valuable to me? One person says, I'm going to pay $750 an hour to a lawyer to destroy somebody because I want to have that power and it's worth it to me to get the $750 an hour lawyer, right? If that's what you value then you think you're getting a good exchange. Same thing spiritually, right? As we said before. So those thought forms, you and I don't really understand them when it comes to spiritual stuff because we value it so deeply. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, have I gotten free, so-called free help from people? You betcha. And we talked in one of the talks about like 12-step stuff, right? There are support groups galore where you just show up and you don't have to pay any money. You can have support everywhere on the planet today, in some form or fashion, online, David Hoffmeister, videos galore, you could pull up any topic you want to think about, guilt, shame, money, sex, power, divine source, channel, you got it, he's got it out there free, (laughs) so it's not like you can't get spiritual support for free, Mm -hmm. but there are times where you need somebody one-on-one, and as you said, You should offer something back in return. It isn't proper energetically, generally speaking, not to give back. Sometimes we might have some so-called karma we're working out. If you believe in that, you got to balance some scales here and there. So maybe you're going to do something for free, John. My friend John and I, we had a construction business for years. We just did a job for somebody for free. We spent three days. I felt called to do it. I felt guided to go and help this person. Mm -hmm. It would have been, just in labor alone, probably five to $10,000 of labor. I feel really clean. Uh (laughs) She gave us a little gas money, she fed us some food. (laughs) You know? You have to be guided by the spirit. Yeah. If you're to pay $10,000 to get your kitchen cabinets installed, then pay the 10 if you got it. Otherwise, you're not supposed to do your kitchen cabinets. If somebody shows up and says, I'm here to do it for free, surrender and go to spirit immediately and say, thank you for this blessing that you've landed in my universe. Yeah. Huge blessing. So this tit for tat, I give this, you must give that kind of crap. It's exhausting. And it doesn't give room for the spirit to do what the spirit does, which is deliver miracles left and right. If you let it happen. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's beautiful just to bring it back down to guidance because you know, if if there's a clarity around like I I need some help and you know, I start taking steps in the direction of where can I get that help? Like for example, um when I got the guidance that I should sort of be self employed, and have a little spiritual business, um, where I help people on the spiritual path. Um, It came, it came along with, this is going to be what supports you. Meaning you will have this as a source of income. And I it was initially overwhelming, that whole idea, because first of all, I never I never had this idea of pursuing something like that. I never thought I would have my own business or be self-employed in any way. Um, I didn't know really what I was going to be doing after I left the community, but obviously there does come a point where it seems like your money runs out. And unless you have a very, very generous family that just wants to support you, which in a lot of ways I do, but not, you know, not in the sense that I'm getting money every month or so that just, you know, I have a buffer all the time. But um, unless you have that, you do need to kind of get into sort of the job territory, right? So When I got that guidance to start my own business and it being, you know, something to support me financially, I felt like I needed help because at that time, and I still do now as well, like we've talked about before, but at that time, I really did not feel comfortable asking for money from people that I help because at that time, I'd been talking regularly with different people and just kind of helping them with their situations that were causing them you know upset in their life but I never charged for anything sometimes people would send a small donation my way but I never asked for money and I never (laughs) wanted to ask for money because it felt really uncomfortable and yeah so when I when I had this guidance and I thought I needed some help I don't know how but I just saw an ad on Instagram for this uh for this company that helps um counselors or coaches basically to you know kind of build this confidence and like really work on some of the barriers that stand in the way of being receptive of money and It was expensive. I had a call with them, an initial call where they introduced to me what their program was, and it was expensive, and it was money that I didn't have. And yet I still felt really good about it, and I signed up with them, and we did like a payment plan that I was able to you know, kind of work with and plan around, and it was really, really helpful for me to get help from them and pay them <laughs> so that i could learn to accept payment myself so it's like you know wherever the guidance wants to take us we do kind of just have to if if we want if we want the end result to be something joyful we have to really just be very very prayerful when these kind of things come up because i could have easily said no i'm just going to try and do it my on my own but i think it would have been a lot a, a lot of a slower process for me like the progress would have been much much slower in terms of breaking through those blocks that i had in my mind around money
0: so yeah yeah and you know it's like if your job description so to speak, is to be a servant for the divine. (laughs) Not everybody has that this life. We're all serving the divine, but you might be wearing the hat of homemaker. You might be wearing the hat of road construction guy. You might be wearing the hat of doctor, right? Mm -hmm. But you may not have the obvious label of spiritual mentor, spiritual guide, right? But- in this context of that concept of spiritual mentor guide, intuitive whatever, however it's going to be messaged by the spirit, you have to be supported. It's like the community you lived in, big mission for the spirit, has to be supported to have the physical, material, practical application resources to get the message out there. And people that, you know, don't understand those mechanics, they simply aren't ready to understand it. They've got a block in the mind that is where the healing's to be found for them, right? They just don't value their spiritual development. It's pretty simple, right? So yes, you have to be supported. And yes, the spirit needed to guide you to get that help in that way so that you're ready sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. to be that brilliant channel that you already are, right? It's just about getting the blockages out of the way. Mm -hmm. That is all we're talking about. Every single seeming human being is a direct line to spirit. It's just a matter of how full up of the shit, pardon my French, how full up are you? of crap about who you think you are and so spiritual support in terms of how I get used very often is I get used as a roto-rooter it's really valuable if you're showing up with eons of junk in your mind and in your energy field and everybody's signing off on your bs right you come to me the spirit might give you a roto-rooter it's not my favorite part of my job but I'm good at it right so we're all able to be that channel and if you're a person listening to this who thinks well Utah shouldn't be paid for helping me to grow spiritually fair enough good on you go find somebody that you think has the direct line and that is clear enough somewhere else where you don't have to pay for it like you got options it's good to know like you don't have to sign up to <laughs> pay somebody <laughs> but yuta needs to be in her function and she needs to be available 24-7 to do Spirit's work. And so she's got to pay her rent, as do I, right? Yeah. That's why the Spirit gave me a big fat check. Yeah. So that I had space to do my healing. And then years after that, I was guided not to work. Every day I said, even I had burned the resume. Every day in my morning writing and checking with Spirit, do you want me to get a job? Literally, I asked every day, because it was still such an obsession of mine. I was still hearing family like, did you find a job, right? Spirit, no. Are you sure? Don't get a job. Are you positive? Don't, no, I'll take care of you, right? Then I get guided that a friend is gonna tell me something the next day. Your friend John's gonna tell you something. He's in Pennsylvania, I'm in Oregon, he's gonna give you a message tomorrow, listen up. And he tells me, ask somebody to help you buy a house. Within three weeks, I had a house. I didn't have a penny to my name right? It was done for me. It was so painful to receive that help, right? But it landed another huge miracle beyond anything I could have imagined because spirit said, I need you (laughs) doing Mm -hmm. your healing work. I need you in your transformation process still, your purification, you're still purifying. I need you to be taken care of. I was within three weeks. I had been considering going and living in a teeny tiny little box up on a mountain somewhere, renting from somebody, trying to get a job. And Spirit said, no, no go. Not going to work. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Three weeks, literally.
1: Mm. And
0: not only did I have the house, but I was guided where to go to buy the furniture. I had it furnished before I even had the contract signed where it was in my name. It was stored in people's garages all over because Spirit said, this is what you got to do. Right? I mean, this is like, we're not just talking like, wouldn't it be cool if I was a spiritual teacher and helping people and making money on it? Uh Uh-uh. This is like spirit asking us, I need you to do this. And I'm here to tell you, 99% of the time, I don't want to do it. I kind of would prefer to be working at the gas station, like just taking people's money and saying, hey, how are you doing today? And the spirit could still work through me that way. Absolutely. This is not, it's not easy to put that label and that shingle out on your door. Because guess what, a lot of people have a lot of resentments about it, a lot of old ideas about it, a lot of judgments about it, a lot of what are you going to do for me, or could you please fix everything about me, and when you don't, I'm going to resent you, right? There's lots that comes with being in this position. (laughs) It's very hard. And the idea that that we should just only ever do it for free, well, that was a days of old of living in monasteries, maybe. I don't, you know, that's not modern living
1: yeah totally totally and guess what we have like a minute and a half left
0: i figured i could feel it <laughs> yeah i mean it got delivered the message got delivered yeah
1: <laughs> but you know who knows we might have to pick it up again because um it's just there's a lot in this there is it's like the stickiest topic probably in the whole world so
0: i'm sure there could Both be people more. would rather talk about sex than money they say
1: Mm. most
0: people would rather talk about sex than their financial hang-ups and i've seen that to be you know pretty true people hide a lot of stuff about their financial beliefs and behaviors and all that so yeah let's let's do some more because it's yeah this is very healing for us people anybody listening this is for our own healing yeah our own deep transformation around these things so that we can just do what spirit would have us to do hear the guidance deliver it be available to whomever however whenever
1: yes so thanks for joining us for this part we'll cut it we'll cut it here
0: <laughs> I don't to know love.
1: Left. so thank you